What's going on, everybody? I would like to welcome everybody to another episode of the No BS Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Jordan Pierce, and today we have a special guest um, that I would like to introduce you guys to. Uh, took us a little bit <laughs> to actually make this interview happen, but we finally got it going on, man. So, um, Mr. Cardell Graham, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. It's definitely a pleasure to be here, man. Thank you very much. No problem. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, appreciate you taking the time out for real. It means a lot. Um, hopefully, we hopefully we inspire some people throughout this interview, man. Throughout your journey, that's the goal. Yeah, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So why don't you um tell tell people a little bit about yourself, what you do, okay. you know, what your goals are. All right. Well, my name is Cardo Graham. I am the CEO and owner of Poetic Clothing Company. Um, what that is, of course, it says in the name. It's a uh, um, it's a clothing brand that I've been building for the past 10 years and um, basically just trying to build an empire within the industry, you know, um, and not just be, not come on the scene or be known as a quote unquote urban designer, but just as a designer in itself that can be rallied amongst some, some of the, the biggest in the name in the industry, such as the Hill figures and the, you know, the Gucci's and that type of stuff. So, um, I'm just here to kind of really make that progression, you know, um, fully time, you know, full time within the industry in itself and just, you know, just let my design and, 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 and the brand speak for itself. Got you. Okay. Okay. That's dope. So, um, let's take it back a little bit to, you said, yeah. you said you've been in this industry 10 years. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing this for 10 years now, which, you know, it's been an amazing journey. And, you know, one of the main reasons why we we started and, and got in the game is really to bring bring some social awareness to different genetic diseases, such as sickle cells, um, Tay-Sachs, and cystic fibrosis. So the main goal, um, and, and still is, and will always remain to be the main goal, is to really bring those um, genetic diseases to the forefront and shed some light on that. And at the same time, just kind of have some really good fashion um, behind it, okay. behind that whole movement. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Let's talk more about that. Um, so yeah. how, uh, why those three particular uh, diseases? Are they personal to you or are you just like, why those three? Well, one specifically, yes, is very personal to me, um, and that is um, sickle cell. Okay. You know, uh, of course, again, it's a genetic disease. That's, that's you know, it's something I was born with from the jump. Okay. And it wasn't until years later um, that I've actually felt comfortable with not only just talking about it, but letting people know that I'm afflicted with it. And it wasn't until my, that comfortability really came across um, I started to seek to see if there was different organizations that, you know, maybe I can um, kind of rally behind and kind of be a part of. And I and I realized that it was a huge disparity in respect to the communication of sickle cells in itself, um, what it is as a disease, you know, who it actually affects primarily, um, just a lot of miseducation involved in it. And I figured for me, the easiest way to really re-educate and most importantly educate individuals that's unaware of it is through, um, is through clothing, is through fashion. And that was one of the main sticking points for me to start the brand. Mm, that's dope, that's dope. Yeah, I have, I know personally, yeah. I have a family member, I believe, 
I believe my cousin on my father's side, she oh, I believe okay. I believe she has sickle cell. I'm not a hundred percent. I know she. Yeah. I know because I know a little bit about it. and I want to say she has it and she gets affected by it a lot. Um, she gets sick. I understand. Yeah. So. Um, I completely feel you on that. Uh, so that's dope. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it until I want to say maybe late teens. I didn't never yeah. even heard of it until one day she got sick, and I'm like, "Well, what's wrong with her?" And then they was telling me. So I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay, that makes sense." So um, that's yeah. dope, man. That's dope to give people a shout out. So how do you um, like? What's the process? Like, how do you bring awareness through the clothing? Well, um, for one. You know, ever since starting the brand, we've affiliated ourselves with multiple different sickle cell organizations throughout the country. Okay. Um, first and foremost is, you know, the one in my native town of um, New York. And there's um, a huge organization that's out in Queens. Um, same thing also in New Jersey. And as far as like Atlanta, as far as California, as far as like all these different branches, that not till after starting the brand and not till kind of like really doing the research that I realized that, oh, wow, you know, there's actually some some groups that you can be affiliated with. There's some groups that really have some good information and good positive information um, about, you know, how to take care of yourself better, how to find better cures, how to find better programs. Um, so through that, you know, again, in starting the brand, it's kind of like, you know, not only bringing that awareness, but also being able to put something behind the organization in itself and then letting those individual organizations know that there is a sponsorship out there that's willing to provide others different channels to, to knowing about the just the different organizations throughout their community. Oh, that's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. So, so, so 10 years in the thing. So, um, yeah. Wow. So what, were you always into like clothing design? Like how did that start? Or are you just, you know, well, I would just start a t-shirt or a clothing company or whatever. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, you know, back in the days I used to be in the music industry and I've always known for a fact that, you know, even if like, you know, being signed to like two big labels and all that. And even if sometimes they being on a back burner, I always knew that career wise, I always wanted to go through that next step and you know to me the only one of the most symbolic things within you know the urban community and especially within hip-hop community was always fashion and I always felt like you know that's that's just synonymous with again the culture you know from from me growing up from being around it from whether it's high fashion or 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 just um regular wear is just something I definitely wanted to be infused in and also being a, an art student and doing graffiti from back in the days, it just seemed like a natural progression to really get into fashion and being able to kind of put just the artistic views on, you know, how I think it would look or how I think to reinvent a certain look. Um, so that's really how that, how that began. And, you know, and, and oddly enough, I really wanted to start off doing a cologne. I'm um, starting off with my own cologne line, but, um, you know, after like researching and after like really getting into it, it's like, wow, um, economically it's actually a little cheaper to start a clothing <laughs> brand first. And then, you know, I figure if anything, you know, build up the name off of that. And then after that run and, and start my own, my own cologne line. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah, I hear you yeah. on that. It probably is, <laughs> probably is a lot cheaper to start your clothing company. So I'll yeah, yeah, that. Right. 
So that's dope. So you was always a uh, pretty much a creative when it comes to like being artsy and stuff like that. So, yeah. Like as a kid, did you grow up like drawing? So I know you said you uh, you was a graffiti artist and stuff like that. You've always like just always pictures or like little signs and stuff like that. You've always done that. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was about um, uh, I want to say like twelve, um, me and my cousin we actually started a, a small t-shirt company back then, and like we used to just you know with the stencils and the spray cans and like just making shirts and it kind of like got off a, a big hit. You know what I mean? That's dope. The way. That's dope. So it was kind of like you know his pops kind of taught us the whole business side of the distribution, the you know getting the bulks of shirts and you know and it's like you know i'm like 12 so i couldn't really go to these people and be like really barking those out <laughs> yeah. so you know like that was like a cool like inspiration and then just the fact of just to see the reaction of knowing that you can create something and then thinking that you're only doing it for yourself and then actually get a, a vibe from everybody else when you're rocking it that in itself was just like a a, a huge plus so you know i think that kind of fueled the flame where it's like definitely you know if i can create this then a third i'm sure others are gonna like it as well so i think years later like i said um you know i i just came to a point where it was like you know just let me just do it you know especially being the fact of um from the genetic standpoint, I felt like there was a, a, a niche in that in that whole um, lane, which I figured, yeah, let me just take this and run with it. Mm, okay, that's dope, man. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people can't say that at 12 years old, getting that game like that, like that free game as far as business and stuff. Like, I know I wasn't getting none of that at 12 years old, so <laughs> that's, that's, nah, <laughs> that's dope, man. Like, to be able to create something at 12. Um, so... You've been in the industry. You've been in the industry ten years. You pretty much started creating your your own stuff at twelve, maybe younger. But that's when it like popped off. And you said, you, I know you mentioned something about uh the music industry. So was there a portion of time where like you kind of shied away from like the artistic side and just focused on music? Well, yeah, it was, it was like um you know during my high school, you know, it was like you know. Going to my my alma mater, which is Washington Irving High School in in New York, mm -hmm. um, you know, doing arts there, and slowly, gradually, got into more graffiti, mm -hmm. and then you know, doing graffiti, bombing trains, you know, the whole all city scenario. Yeah. Um, that was another transition into really getting into the music industry, and being able to you know artistically go down that lane, mm -hmm. and um. You know, after, you know, kind of doing your thing, you know, you start to get noticed by different um, different companies. And you think, and I, you know, you're just doing this for fun. And after a while, it's like, you know, started, got with a team, started doing some shows to shows, you know, all cities. And, you know, like, I think I must have done, like, maybe well over two, three hundred shows in my career. Wow. And, um, you know, through that, and like I said, being signed on different labels. But... You know, it just never really, it never really amounted because a lot of the times I spent behind the pen writing for other people, right. you know, which was cool. But, yeah. you know, like I said, I always knew that within the closing fact, there was, that would have been the next transition for me was to build that, you know, build a brand and, and kind of, you know, go to that next level. That's what's up. That's what's up. And how what? so how was that transition going into like the next level when you finally started your own clothing brand? You know, in, in, in some parts, it was really easy, 
Whereas there were certain connects I already had in the industry where, you know, I can make something and say, yo, go ahead and rock this on a show. You know, I can make this and, you know, go ahead and, you know what I mean, rock this at a show or put this on or whatever the case may be. Um, but at the same time, it was hard because it's, it's had to learn a whole different game, mm-hmm. you know, had to learn a whole different industry. And most important, you know, even though I was always focused on the paperwork side of things, mm-hmm. on the music industry side, it was then learning the whole aspect from a business side, you know, of, you know, of branding and, and, and you know, getting your you know, getting your brand, your logos, everything copywritten, you know, and then kind of move it on to all the specifics and, you know, getting your, you know, your IDs and all that other stuff. So that was like a whole nother world to learn in itself before I even dropped my first shirt. Mm, got you. Got you. Um, so how, how long would you say it took you to learn the industry before you dropped your first shirt? Honestly, uh, it took me about uh, a good year. Mm, okay. I always say a good year because um, you know, there's there's that there's that point where you obviously you go from concept to I to to the reality, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's the you know just just let me do it, you know what I mean? And what's what's really stopping you from you, yeah. right? So after I decided I you know what's going to be the perfect name, you know that that's always the main sticking point, mm-hmm. and you know poetic. Just to go back a little bit, Poetic Lords was the name of the, my rap group, okay. and to me, it was an easy transition to keep that that name Poetic, mm, um, okay. and so I kept that kind of like, you know, because of what Poetic meant to me as a writer, um, I figured again, within clothing, it should be the same thing, which should be everything is poetry in motion. So in keeping that poetic clothing company was just trying to define that name, um, getting that right logo, which is our main logo is the quill, which again dates back to when I used to be a writer. And so, you know, it's kinda like, you know, then starting that and then like I said, transitioning to making sure the logos was wasn't you know, more importantly making sure the name wasn't used. And even though there's a bunch of other poetic, that's why I then flipped it and started and spelled it with the phonetic spelling. So that's why when you look at my logo, it's actually spelled with this phonetic um spelling of poetic. Yeah. Um that. you know, so the, it was like little things like that and like making sure that Again, the name wasn't being used, you know, and then I can fully copyright and own the name in itself. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's, of course, it's the finances, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can either do a poor man copyright, <laughs> which is, <laughs> you know, um, if most of your viewers may know, where you can, you know, put your name on a letter and kind of mail it back to yourself. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, automatically, when it's a government stamp, it, you don't just leave it as is. But... You know, now we're, we we live in a whole different society where everything is more global. Mm-hmm. So a poor man copyright really wouldn't be much justification for owning a name stake to to a brand. So of course, you know, it's it's getting lawyers involved and you know having the funds to you know make the searches. You know, not only on a local level but also on an international level. So I mean, it was kind of like after all that was done, which was damn near six to eight months then it was the easy part which was okay cool let me now design the shirt yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so it was like yeah the, the real hard part was just really really understanding the business aspect of it 
Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Um, yeah, that's cool. Cause a lot of people sometimes people try to rush into things um, instead of like researching or or trying to find out everything. I always tell people to find out your industry, um, especially if that's something that you want to capitalize on. Just definitely research. You can you can never do too much research. You can never do too much research, and then just take action on it. Um, so that's dope. Um, so now let's talk about how. Um, like let's talk about the process through these ten years. Um, I'm sure it hasn't been all easy. So what adver- what adversity have you had to uh, overcome throughout these last ten years? Oh man, a lot, a lot, and 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 I can I can honestly say if, if there's any CEO or any business owner that ever told you that they don't they've never made a mistake, they're they're, they're damn lying. That's just, <laughs> or, they, or never honestly took any losses. That's a, that's a bold faced lie. Yeah. Or the reality is they've never owned a business before in their life. Um, but a lot, man, a lot. Like you know, um, the one positive was that in starting out. The minute you have like a clothing company, quote unquote, in your name or in your brand, you know, you get a lot of vendors, you know, you get a lot of vendors and um, people from overseas, local that, oddly enough, you know, of course, once you're also your business is listed as within the Better Business Bureau, mm-hmm. um, they'll reach out to you, you know, and they'll start trying to solicit you, you know, this is what they can do, this is what we can do. They start giving you all these schematics, these prices. And, um, you know, so it was kind of like, you know, it took me at least five years, to be honest with you, to really find the right and the perfect vendor. Hmm. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's like, it's you know, you go do, like I said, I, I didn't get any what most would consider formal training in, a, in respects to going to like a fashion school and, you know, like sewing and all this other stuff. But like... You know, there was aspect of it that I was that I, I that I was willing to learn. You know, like um, what are the different materials that's out there? You know, you know what's cotton versus spandex? What's the mix of cotton and spandex blend? What's the mix of this and polyester blend? You know, so it's kind of like learning that to figure out well, what's what's comfortable for me. You know, and whatever's comfortable for me, I can kind of build off of that, mm-hmm. and then really finding that vendor that's able to supply um, and not only supply but also make that blend um, whereas it will be a good fit not just for that day that week that month but throughout the years so that was a, a process of really finding um, a good vendor then you know of course it, it was the mistakes of you know um, kind of being eager too much you know and, and I say that in a sense where you know when I started and got a, a bunch of my shirts made and got this made you know I was of course like anybody like anybody that's hungry I was hitting the streets and I, and I still do but you know I was hitting the streets going from store to store um going from like you know again vendor to vendor you know heard like a thousand no's then the one yes that I got was I was hype and then reluctantly you know I um as opposed to really getting, and which is kind of crazy, because normally, again, I'm really keen on the contract stuff first. Mm-hmm. But I think because at this point I, I was so hyped in having my stuff in the store and, like, you know, getting that first deal where I can actually, you know, put a coat, right, you know, have a, a hanger and my stuff being hung up in, you know, again, in the in the gallery and the stores and stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was learning that you 
really got a dude contract even on the local vendors because I ended up dropping off thousands of dollars worth of shirt and you know honestly had to take the L on that because mm-hmm. they ended up packing up and shutting down and leaving like damn near two three weeks later wow. you know what I mean wow. or their store actually never opened up even though they were scheduled to open up so it's kind of like you know really kind of having to take the L on those type of situations and you know um you know and just kind of just say oh I gotta I know what to do better next time so I mean it's, it's like I said it's been a it's definitely been um a trying but a really good adventure especially now where where the brand is at where like I said we 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 have the vendor you know we have the customer base you know we're now in life four or five different stores that's throughout Brooklyn um New York and the city and then majority of our sales is done online so I mean you know but it's it's definitely been a lot and like I said uh, you know it took a lot of L's even even when you're when you're putting out new designs you know some things pop some things don't and the things that 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 don't you kind of just gotta again take an L with it and you know either let it sit in the warehouse or you know unfortunately at some points end up giving away for um for just for charity yeah right, right. so you know you know these are these are some of the things that I've learned and one of the main reasons why and a lot of the designs that we've put out thus far um i've learned to in one respect keep things very simplistic you know because um getting too crazy with certain things you know those only do well for like a very short window um but keeping things simplistic um and keeping it as a classic design will always last so that was one of the hard things i had to learn and Hmm. so so throughout this whole process, um, you pretty much was on your own, like as far as learning everything. You ain't had you ain't have a mentor or nothing. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, it, you know, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have anybody that that I knew that you know, respectively, owned their own you know clothing brand. You know, I didn't know anybody that was really and truly in in, in self right. Like obviously. In respect to being an entrepreneur, there's the, of course, I know producers, I know people that's in the music industry, mm-hmm. but to me, that genre is so different from actually doing clothing. It's, it's totally apples and oranges, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like, I didn't know anybody to really get the, the heads up and say, well, what vendor do you use and, you know, and, and who do you talk to and, you know, and who do you work with and who's your connect? Like, I didn't have any of that. So really and truly, it was really all a huge learning process, you know, and it was, of course, times where, you know, with the, the times where I was just like, now, man, I, this, this is, this is financially, this is costing me way too much. I can't, you know, I got to just sit this one out. I mm-hmm. can't continue. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, of course, and then it was a turnaround points where, you know, sales start coming in and, you know, you start seeing the demands and, you know, shows are more coming in. So that kind of like re, re, re-energized my whole my whole strategy to get back into the game and, and continue. But, you know, unfortunately, I, I didn't have that, that person I can really reach out to on a goal and, and kind of, you know, walk me through the blueprints of how to do things. Just had to learn everything on, the, on my own. Wow, that's dope, man! Hitting the ground running, and you ain't even got a mentor. Like, you don't you don't hear that too too often. A lot of people, you because you always hear people say, "Oh, get a mentor." No, it's true. Somebody. So, like, you you don't hear it too often. That's kind of dope. So, when um 
two questions. Let me let me break one off first. So how how far along were you in the industry? Like how many years or whatever were you into it before you had that turnaround of the demand coming in and stuff starting to really pop? Alright, so just to back up a little bit, the funny thing is I never truly really wanted to own a business even though I wanted to own my own brand. What? And I know that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, and 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 I and I wanted to say that because the ideology is you don't realize it goes hand in hand. You know what I mean? Like when I was yeah. younger, I didn't really realize that that stuff really went hand in hand. And for one part, I didn't want to own a business because I always knew that you know the statistic were that most business don't last after yeah, three years. You know what I mean? Um, between overheads, expenses, etc., employees, you know the whole nine, the whole gamut. Um, unless you've got huge capital to fund your project, it doesn't last after three years. Um, you know, so that was one part that that always stood in the back of my mind. But like I said, I, I really wanted to. Um, start something that was my own. So when I did, um, of course, again, it was a lot of capital, um, personal capital that, that I put in, um, for about the first five years, you know, and, and I did that because it was just like, I wanted to see something like, first and foremost, I had the patience. Which is one thing a lot of people don't have, Very true. especially when they start and start their business. Like I understood that, you know, this is not going to just pop off tomorrow because reality is, is a thousand other clothing brands. You know what I mean? That's out there. There's a, you know what I mean? There's so many, you know, um, which with all due respect, I kind of hate this word, um, urban designer. I, I really, really hate that word. But, um, and I'll get into the reason why. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, but, um, you know, there's a thousand other, again, quote unquote, urban designers that's out there. So it's like, how do you honestly compete when you're just coming out fresh out the game? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like Hilfiger, when he came out, he had backing from, you know, people within Gap. He had a connection within, you know, all these um, Indonesian companies. So he had like a, a, a big jump in the game, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but like I said, for me, it was just kind of like finding that niche and then knowing that, you know, if I start to plant these seeds, if I start to, you know, really, again, get in contact with people within my community, you know, if I start to really re-infuse myself back into the, you know, the culture of, you know, the music industry, the, the artists, the, um, you know, the going back, you know, to the shows and, you know, the, 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 the whole politics of the game and meeting people and just letting them know this is what I'm starting, this is what I'm launching, you know, that's what needed to be done. So literally for three years of the brand in the beginning, um, man, I was doing any and every fashion show that, that, that you could imagine, you know, whether it was small time joints in colleges, whether it was joints, block parties, whether it was, you know, real organized joints at, with, with big stage and lights and production, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, to me, it was just like, it is what it is, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I gotta get in it because yeah, nobody's gonna, the exposure, that's, you know, and then, and, and it starts from, you know, just those conversations, you know, it's but so much that, 
at the time when social media really just started to come up, that was another game that I had to understand, you know, how to really market myself on, on social media, you know, and at the same time, you know, get out in the hood and get out in the community and get out in the streets and let people know what I'm about, what the brand is about and where we're trying to go. So, you know, that honestly, I didn't really start to see a return on my investment until after the fifth year. Mm. You know what I mean? So it took a minute. It definitely took a minute to grow to where we at now. Yeah, that's crazy. But that, that's good that yeah. you like had the persistence and like that patience word, man. Like a lot of yeah. people really don't have patience. Um, I know I personally I struggle a lot with patience. Um, but yeah, a lot of people don't have patience when when it comes to trying to um, start something. Uh, we definitely yeah. live in a microwave society. Like everybody wants yeah. everything now. Um, yeah, it's a cliche term, but it's very very true. So no, it's kind of it's kind of dope that you stuck it out because it's a lot of people that would have after like year one or after after like six months they would have quit or gave up like ah you know what maybe that's not the right thing but um, nah yeah yeah nah, I mean like I said even yeah, like I've seen continue. from bigger brands of doing it you know um you know brands like um perfect example like Slowbox you know what I mean or with all due respect to them you know what I mean they came in the game strong and heavy and then kind of faded out you know what i mean and, and you know and you know you have other people or other urban again quote unquote urban designers that came in and you know quickly came in and came out and it's like i didn't i didn't i definitely didn't want to be that scenario for the brand you know um and and that's the reason for me it really meant a lot for me to you know continue to continue to um the drive and keep it moving hmm. okay um now uh, let, I'm not gonna forget about that. That why you hate the word urban, but oh, yeah, yeah. we gonna get back to that. But uh, real quick, so what's one thing that you can say you know now? Like if there was somebody out there that's trying to start a clothing company or anything, was one thing that you can say you know now that you wish you would have known when you started? Oh man, the definite one thing that I should have done that I when I started was definitely um. Really going for like um, some small business grants, man. No loans, all grants. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know, again, the reality is, you know, like I said, unless you, unless um, financially you're in a position where you can really hold your own um, and continue that that marathon, then that's great. But you know, a lot of the times, you know. That, that's not the that's not the position that most of us get put in. Mm -hmm. So you know, really, really researching and um, going for those you know those grants. You know, because there's a lot of them out there. There's you know, um, and also I think you have like micro investors that you know that's willing to believe in you, your brand, your your company, and that's willing to say, yeah, you know, I'll you know, I'll fork you this down the third so that, you know, you can really continue to strive. So I would say that 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 was one thing that I, I honestly felt that I didn't do. And it's not that I didn't know about it. I think it was a little bit of um bit of a pride situation mm. where like I didn't feel like I wanted to come into a game where I I, I, I had to owe people. Gotcha. And that was that was my personal misconception. And even though I did still know all the the information behind it, it was just, you know, I kind of felt like still it's it's it, I'm coming in having to owe people. And if 
I come in, if I'm putting a hundred percent in, I want a hundred percent back. Yeah. So that, that that was my mis that you know that was my 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 misfortune in doing that. So I would definitely tell anybody that's coming in the game to, you know, really and truly get your business plan together. Um, you know, fill out those grants, you know, because you can't you those grant applications is gonna ask you for a real legit business plan. And if you don't know how to do a business plan then I would definitely suggest, you know, you know, look it up, you know, research it. You know, um, it's all the information is out there and just put that plan together. There's even templates out there that you can copy and paste and then put it all together, put your numbers together and, you know, go ahead and really present that and, and you know, get a grant, man. You know, sometimes, you know, a G is better than none, yeah, you know, right, right. You know, so it's, it's, it's out there. That's dope. That's dope. Okay. So, um, now let's get into this, uh, why you hate this word urban, <laughs> So one of the so first and foremost, I I hate it because I think automatically when you call somebody an urban designer, um, it, it puts the stigma on that person or that individual automatically, and I feel like it automatically in some way associates where. Everything you do or everything you put out is just geared toward a certain, um, a certain culture of people, and 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 that's why I don't like it, you know. So for instance, you know, when Tommy Hill and I know I keep bringing up Tommy Hill figure, and it's just because like in some way, in some ways, I admire a lot of the stuff that he's he's done okay. and what he's built, you know. So when Tommy Hill figure first came out. Mind you, he was designing clothes originally, he didn't really for the urban community, but at no point throughout his whole entire career has they ever considered him as an urban designer. Mm, you know what I mean? I, I see um, okay, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, why should I come out, you know, as Cardo Graham, the CEO of Poetic Clothing Company, and be labeled as an urban designer? Why can I just not be labeled as a designer in general? You know what I mean? So I, I kind of just hate when when they when they, they put that label um, on any urban designers because you know I think in in retrospect we get into the game not only just to show some flair to um, something that's a necessity, which is clothing, yeah. but at the same time I want to believe that every every individual, every artist is at some point want to branch out to different brand, to different um, elements, mm -hmm. you know, um, and not just the urban community, you know, and, and all the different cultures that there are. So that's one of the main reasons that I kind of don't like that, that, that brand, the name of urban designer. So I personally would never use it for myself, and I and I hate to speak about it in other individuals. I don't I don't use it towards them as well. Hmm, I got you. I see it how you explained it. I definitely see it. So do you think that? Um, do you think that there is a? Because I never looked at it that way. But now that you brought that to my attention, that kind of got me thinking. But um, do you think that is maybe there is a way to kind of flip that to where to make that that um statement of being the urban designer something i guess you say to be proud of or something kind of prestige nah, do you think it, you could it's a way to flip it or you think it's just that's just kind of the way they made it and the way it lo it's looked upon i just kind of think it's just you know from my perspective i think that's just the way it's looked upon mm -hmm. you know like you know so 
again, um, you know, when when the I can't remember the guy, the designer name that made um came up with Mecca way back in the days, you know, he was automatically an urban designer. Mm-hmm. You know, just because he made clothes for the hip hop community. But again, the reality is, like I said, he was no more far along than the individuals that designed cross colors. Um, and then same thing comparison to, to Hilfiger. You know, they were started around practically the same time. You know, so it's like why would one get the get one name and one get the other? Why is one afforded to automatically get put into Macy's and the other gotta stick with the local VIMs, you know, and anybody that comes from the Bronx know exactly what I'm talking about when when I say VIM. <laughs> but um, you know, it's kinda like one of those things where, um, you know, culturally it, it, it kinda boxes us off. And I don't think anybody want to be boxed in at this point in the game and you shouldn't be boxed in you know if you're going to be known as a designer then let it be known i'm just i'm just a designer i'm not i you know i don't design specifically just for the indian culture i don't design specifically just for the caribbean culture i don't design specifically just for hip-hop culture i design for all abroad so to label me as just one is just it's just um it's just to me it's not a good look I like that. I like that. Don't let them put you in the box. Yeah. I feel like that's how everybody should attack life. Don't let nobody put you in the box. That's what no BS all about, man. Don't yeah, yeah, for real. Box, do what you want to do. Do do what it is that you're trying to accomplish and stuff. So that's dope, man. Um, so I ain't going to hold yeah. you for too much longer. Um, yeah, man. I just want to know, uh, tell the people pretty much like what you got going on in the events you're going to be at upcoming. Um, where can they find your clothing at? Um, all that good stuff. Alright man, thanks man. Um again, so first of all, um you can find my brand on over fifty different social media networking sites. Hmm. Um when I mean that I mean that to the fullest from, from here to Africa to Dubai to Europe. Um that's dope. you can find us underneath the name um Poetic Empire and that's P O E T I K um and Empire E M P I R E. So, um, you know, again, you can you can find me there on any social media network. Um, man, we got a, a couple things that's definitely cooking up for the year. Um, some things we're we're still in the works with, so okay. don't want to mention it too much. But um, <laughs> no problem, it should no be problem. like a, a big big event that um that's usually held down in Louisiana. So that hopefully we should be there. Um, apart from that, as far as the brand in itself. You know, we're just, we're just trying to grow. You know, right now we just also launched a whole nother headline. Um, gosh, I say a headline brand that's called Crowned by Poetic. So you can find us again on multiple different social networking sites underneath Crowned by Poetic. So um, in that way, we're putting out, you know, again, head wraps and, um, you know, with bonnets and, you know, anything for, for the female um to keep the female hair texturized and nice and and you know that whole movement um and then within the clothing brand in itself like i said we got a couple things that we definitely plan to to drop within the next year and um and just kind of really and and being a lot more stores but again you know check us out and feel free to you know contact us at any time as far as like different events you know every year we do the the sickle cell walk that's in 
in um, Central Park in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this year also we're going to be involved in this sickle cell walk that's um, that's out in Atlanta, which is it's one of a, a big event that happens um, out there. And, you know, we've been just trying to, you know, really make the connects, man. We've been, you know, um, you know, went to Egypt a few times and made some connects out there. So at some point we should be definitely finally dropping a cologne, um, you know, cologne line and female line. And, you know, same thing goes, you know, just kind of hit different genres, you know, where, you know, you got the brand, you got the, the clothing line here, you got the head wraps on this end, and then you got the cosmetics and the beauty on this end as well. So we're just trying to, trying to really branch out and, you know, let people know that the brand is, is all inclusive. It's not just about, you know, where, what you wear, but it's obviously always, you know, how you smell and how you look. You know, it's just a whole, it's a whole desired look that we're trying to really implement and trying to push to the um to the nation and to the world overall. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Well, I'm definitely a supporter. I'm definitely yeah, going to support. Man. I'm definitely going to go cop me a couple shirts. I've been looking at them. Um, and also, that, yeah, no problem. And also, um, what's like the? I know there's really no. It's a clothing brand, so there's really like no end game. But like, give me a. I don't know. Give me like a ten year goal. Another. We start a new decade. So another ten years coming. Give me a ten year goal. Man, ten years, man. Like I honestly, um, man, I, I, I wanna, I wanna definitely expand the brand um, more than what it is now. And like I said, across different genres, you know, I wanna honestly have our own, you know, toothpaste before the end of the next decade. <laughs> you know, um, you know, and, and I mean that sincerely. I'll you know. You. Um, you know, I, I really want to, you know, let people understand that, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's not only do we give percentage of every, um, items that we sell, you know, at the end of the year towards these different organizations between sickle cells and Tay-Sachs and cystic fibrosis for them to find a, an actual cure for the diseases, you know, it's, it's, they're helping a good cause at the end of the day. Yeah. So, you know, it's really really and truly i know you hear people talk about that real global dominance in a sense and i really want to come forth to that within the next decade because you know we've already built a lot of the connects you know what i mean from the back end it's just now we just you know really got the foot on the gas and just going you know and once one capital builds on one line we you know build another another brand so really just inclusively trying to build an empire all together I feel you. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, um, certainly, I've man. Learned a lot. A I've learned a lot, and I've definitely I'm interested in your journey the, to All continue. Right. Um, we'll definitely be in contact. We'll definitely be oh, sure. hearing from you again. You, you, you based out of New York, right? Yeah, yeah, we're based yeah. out of New York, New so, Jersey. Yeah, so I'm in I'm in Jersey, so I'm oh, definitely okay. yeah, so I'm definitely about to come up there. So we de- we definitely gonna be, you know what I mean, trying to uh definitely see what you're working with. Maybe next time we talk you'll be able to talk about some some more of the events and stuff you got planned on this year. Um, okay, cool, cool. Hopefully hopefully we have some 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 good accomplishments between now and the next time we talk and stuff. So like I said, I'm I'm really interested in, in what's to come, man. You sound like uh sound like you, you know what you're doing. You sound like you you're really confident and you're really passionate about what it is you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to convey to the people. So um, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited for you. 
Alright, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem. So, uh, before we get out of here, um, tell people where they can find you. I know you already said uh, through a bunch of um, uh, sites and social media and stuff like that. Do you have anything personal, uh, emails, anything? If they want to contact you, just lay it all out. Yeah, yeah, man. So, again, um, you know, you can find us, like I said, on different social media networks, um, just on the Poetic Empire in itself. And, of course, you can, of course, Google the full name, Poetic Clothing Company in itself. And um, from there, you'll be able to find, you know, all our contact information, you know, mainly is um, Poetic Clothing Company customer service, where you can, of course, email any questions or poetic empire at gmail.com where you can you can um, email us about the brand or you know any what whatever upcoming shows which of course would also post on our on our social media networks as well so you know anything there you can definitely contact i'm very you know um i'm very keen on responding to people you know especially you know um you know whether it's dms or emails etc etc because that's just the culture that's just the world that we're in right now mm-hmm. where um you know i do my best to try to you know give everybody a you know kind of really have a hands-on approach and you know everything that we do and everything that we sell so um yeah feel free to reach out to me if you need man it's no biggie Right, no problem, Mark. Right? Like I said, it's been a pleasure. I thank you. Uh, thank everybody for listening. This is Mr. Cardell Graham here. So, everybody, uh, go follow, go support. Um, yeah, man, just we looking forward to hearing from you. Looking forward to seeing what your your next 10 years is going to do for you, man. I wish you nothing but prosperity, blessings. Um, All right, thanks, GP. Thanks for having me on the show, man, for real. Yeah, no problem. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Definitely. Thanks for taking your time. I know you're a busy man. All right. Thanks, man. Have a great evening. All right. You too. Everybody, peace. Peace.